Are you an electrical engineer that needs PCB assembly? Look no further than Macrofab. We've got you covered. Whether you need a single prototype or high volume manufacturing, including system integration, Macrofab is your solution. Use our easy online interface to upload your files, get a quote in minutes, and order your PCB assemblies without speaking to anyone. A few days later, your high-quality PCBs will arrive in the mail. Visit macrofab.com today and get signed up. Welcome to the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. I am your guest, Nick Chalyabog. And we are your hosts, Parker Dillman. And Stephen Craig. This is episode 176. Nick Chelyapov is a freelance interactive art director and graphic designer. Born in Moscow, Russia, and raised in Los Angeles, California, Nick has worked on a wide variety of art direction and graphic design projects. Nick started Biddy, a Procket drum machine, three and a half years ago. So thank you, Nick, for coming onto our podcast. Thank you, too. And... How, what is Biddy? Uh, Biddy is, um, <clears throat> uh, it's a pocket sized uh, drum machine, uh, synthesizer, uh, music toy. Um, although some people get hung up on the word toy, but like I'd love to get into that later too. Uh, it's a pocket, it's, it's a drum machine and uh, synthesizer, music, toy, or instrument if you want to be, you know. Technical, yeah, you know, like I, I think it's both a toy and an instrument because it's fun, but you can also master it, you know. So it gets kind of like toy covers the fun, an instrument covers like the breadth of what it can do. Um, sure, and it's it's like somewhere between, uh, it's like roughly like it's roughly an inch and a half across by like three tall with two big ears. It looks kind of like a rectangle with Mickey Mouse ears. Has a big car door speaker. Um, so it's nice and loud. It's louder than all the other little, uh, music things you can get. Um, cause one of the virtues was it needs to be loud enough to be annoying. <laughs> was that on the spec sheet <laughs> on the design sheet? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Actually like, uh, I'm, I'm working with Gavin Lund, who's been a Macrofab, uh, uh, customer for a long time. And he's, he's the one that turned me on to Macrofab. And so Gavin and I talked about loud enough to be annoying, you know, so that, that a while. don't put that on your packaging because parents won't buy it. Oh no! Right, right. But if parents, <laughs> if parents and teachers and like girlfriends and significant others are want to take it away, you know, then you know it's fun. Like, <laughs> it, I have you know I think like growing up in LA and you see like people roll down the street like bumping their music. Like I used to be one of those people too. It's just it's just fun. I think part of the reason people do that is like you feel bigger. You get to kind of like own your space. So I think there's a, there's a lot of like, there's kind of like a, 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 an empowerment to being able to, you know, like kids ride around with little speakers on their bikes and stuff, just kind of like pumping their music. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get into that, you know? Well, and so, now you've created a pocket sized thing that can do that, right? So, so, yeah. so a drum machine, just basically for those who don't know, can you kind of give a description of what a drum machine is? Sure. Uh, I guess um, uh, uh, well, the history of it. Uh, a drum machine is a is a uh, 
at some point people try to replace drummers and bands with machines like in the you know i'm gonna like butcher this history so i kind of don't want to even go for it but like um go for it we've been wrong many times on this podcast really yeah okay yeah don't worry about it we're not known for our accuracy here (laughs) okay i'm I'm glad to hear it because i just assumed i'm like these guys are really smart they know everything oh Uh, oh yeah that was the first mistake (laughs) (laughs) cheers It was the Lindrum. The Lindrum was the first first drum machine. Uh, you know, people try to get, like, say you're a guitar player and you want to play with a drummer. You can play with a metronome. Uh, at some point, people started making uh, basically, like, computers, computer boxes that you could tap in a rhythm. And it would play, you know, a drum, a kick, a, sna- a, 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 kick, a, a, a hat, a snare, a, a tom, whatever. And you could set the tempo. And they'll basically give you a backing track for for you know to accompany you while you play your your guitar or another instrument and uh then in like the 80s the the roland drum machines like the 808s and you know like every other pop song you hear has that like boom that whole like kind of kick that's known as the 808 so that like because basically a bunch of like pop and and hip-hop music started using it using drum machines like the 808 uh, exclusively, like, so no drummer anymore. So they were using it as an instrument to replace a drum set, basically. Yeah, yeah, it replaced a drum set. And then, like, the Detroit guys got, uh, started making, like, techno, like, acid using these things, mm-hmm. where it was kind of like you get, you lay a groove in there, it's like super mechanical, but then you end up tweaking the knobs as it plays it back for, like, the accents, you know? Right, right. So you can like kind of accent or filter stuff as it plays. And there's there's that electronic clap that everyone knows. You've heard it a bazillion times. And now it's almost like tongue in cheek, you know. It Yeah, it's it's that. Exactly. <laughs> it's that clap that everyone knows, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a punch in a video game like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just sample final fight, right? Yeah. So you started out as a as a graphic designer and mm-hmm. and doing that kind of work. So how did you get into doing electronics? Um, so I went to, I was always the nerdy kid in, uh, in high school. Um, and then I went to art school, uh, in LA and, uh, I was always kind of like into Photoshop and 3d stuff, which at the time, like I graduated art school. I'm sorry. I graduated high school in the year 2000. So I think I'm like, officially the oldest millennial possible i think it's 81 you have to be born in 81 to be like the on the cusp anyway so i graduated graduated in the year 2000 which is kind of fun like it felt like the future but then i went to college and i went to art school and i was always into like computery stuff um but i didn't know any engineers my dad's a biologist my mom's a painter um but I didn't know anything about electronics for years. Like I, I worked in like entertainment advertising for a few years. I then went freelance, continued to do that. I uh, met my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and we moved to Cambridge, Massachusetts, ten years ago, and that's where it got really nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the snow, right? 
yeah, the snow and the kind of like, you know, MIT grads and like uh, just people into since and and I got we lived here for a year. I basically did the same stuff I did in LA at home. Uh, my girlfriend was like, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? And I was like, uh, I hadn't thought about it. Um, but then the answer was kind of like, no. Um, cause you know, that whole like movie thing, like felt cool when I was like 25 and I was driving around LA there's billboards and I'm like, Oh, I worked on that movie quote unquote. But like, really, I just took some art pre-existing art and kind of like, Anyway, whatever. It, put it, it into it, a salad bowl, mix it up, and threw it on the website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put like a lens flare and like some sheen on it, and like made it extra punchy. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, quick side tangent. What do you think of blue and orange color schemes? Um, it would be it, workable. Uh, it would be challenging, I guess. Uh, for. Uh, let me guess. Blue and orange feels to me like it could be out like sports apparel. Uh, oh, I'm just going down the like almost every single movie poster is blue orange color. Oh, like like kind of yeah, like one side's warm and one side's cold. Oh, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Blue yeah, and orange yeah. pop against each other. They do. That's yeah, that's why. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's some here's some nerdy stuff. Simon Belmont in the original Castlevania game, he was orange against a blue background, so it's that your character like popped against it. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also an art school thing, uh, or just an art or painting technique to make uh, the light parts of something warm and the add some blue to the shadows to sort of like add separation. Um, yeah. So you can see the action better. Yeah, it just kind of makes it a little more plump. Like John Wick, by the way. Have you guys seen John Wick 3? No, I have not, not seen that one yet. I'm waiting to see it probably this weekend. Man, okay. I'm not going to... Well, I'm, I'm going to... Like what you just I mean, asked how many, me... You it's a movie about shooting lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a knife to the eyeball scene. It's really... I didn't even ruin it. I, I no. just, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's, that's not even a spoiler alert, right? No, no. no. <laughs> I think the only thing you could spoil for that movie is like, how does John Wick start killing more people again? Because they've already done the dog thing, and yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a horse. <laughs> Wait, is the horse the one that gets stabbed in the eye? No, 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 no. It was, it, it, <laughs> no. Regular guy, regular guy gets stabbed in the eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a horse that kicks a guy in the head. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got dark. The engineering yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, back to. Um, so you moved to uh, Massachusetts. Yep. I did. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, 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 we were going on, uh, we're figuring out how you got into electronics. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, oh, uh, you know, the, yeah, the thought, the John Wick thing, they do, they do warm light and cold shadow the whole, the whole movie. The whole movie's orange and blue. Just, yeah, that's what I meant to, that's why I brought that movie up. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I found after a year of being here, basically working at home while my girlfriend went to school and kind of like not knowing what to do with myself, I found a uh, hacker maker space called the Pirate Ship. And it was in Somerville, which is right next to Cambridge. 
the whole the whole area is kind of like sometimes referred to as Camberville. Okay. Um, Why is it called the pirate here. ship? Uh, it was totally uh, kind of like a anarchy ish co op. Nobody was in charge. Well, everyone was in charge, and like so, really, no one was in charge. <laughs> You know, and so if the like the DSL broke, we'd have to like climb on a pole and screwdriver. You know, it was that that part was fun. That part was totally fun. It it was like three years later when I left, uh, like younger kids, like twenty two year olds, started moving in, like sleeping there, and it got like kind of it got weird. It got weird, dramatic. It got it got musky and dramatic. So it I was can a only imagine chip. like trying to find a screwdriver there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you like I bet you you walk in there and there's tons of tools, but it's never the tool you need. Mm. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's like borderline psychic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Parker's just seen this before. <laughs> yeah. It, it happens at Macrofab because there's like a tool chest and it's like mm. the rule is if you take a tool, we return the tool. Yeah, right. About once a month, there's a I call it the tool roundup and I just walk mm. around every like every single desk and corner of the fab mm. and just collect all the tools back. <laughs> mm. Nice. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad, you know, it's, there needs to be that person. Yeah, I don't like, like someone's being that person, gotta, though. Yeah, right? Because like, it sucks. <laughs> well, like, yeah. People need to be responsible for their tools. Right, right. Like, like I never, like, my wife hates telling me to put my clothes away, you know? It's the same. Like she would rather I just do it. Do, do, but, wait, um, does she yeah. look at you and say, "This isn't the pirate ship"? This, oh man, because <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh man, I think she might after she listens to this. <laughs> you know, uh, so the makerspace in Houston, TXRX. Um, oh, the the yeah. uh, the there was one area. At, this, you know, this was at the old one because I never actually, I didn't spend much time at the new building. But the, at the old building, there was one gentleman who, he had all of his tools on pegboard. And every single tool, he painted the outline on it. So you knew if there was a tool missing and you knew what tool it was and you knew where it was supposed to go. And he, he was pretty... a little brain uh, twitch when a tool came off the pegboard. Yeah, he could sense mm. it like a mile away. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he like snaps awake at night. He's like, my screwdriver's gone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he like, yeah, rebuffers his memory. Yeah. He's like, oh, I saw it. It was empty. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a good idea. I, like, that sounds like an organized. By the way, TR, T, 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 S, TXRX? Yeah, that's it. Yep. One of the guys, one of my good friends now, whose name is Rex Baker, who's a lawyer, used to be at that, at that old, like, it must have been like eight years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know Rex. I did a handful of projects with Rex. Uh and uh, I used to go over to his place and play board games. Wow. Yeah, Rex is a cool guy. I really, I really like it. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And he also fixed the Hammond organ this morning. Oh, did he really? The pedal was broken. Oh, yeah, the pedal's isn't been that broken funny? for good old, yeah. good old Rex. Yeah, we did a. Yeah, he and I did a, a. Well, he and I and a handful of other people did a, a big project for a uh, summer fest. Uh, that was. Was a, it a waterfall the, pipe? Yeah, the like water. Curtain? Yeah, the water wall. Yeah. We, uh, he yeah. and I worked on that together. That was uh, that was an interesting project for sure. Wow, yeah. dude, small world. That's right. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. I met Rex because our wives met in St. Louis. That's random. Random, yeah. And then they moved here, and I was at the pirate ship, and he joined the pirate ship. And we were there for like a 
couple more years before we both left. What what's he up to now? He's in this building upstairs. So I we we both moved on to another co-working space that's way more professional but still loose enough to be fun. Do do they have all their tools on the wall that's outlined in paint and stuff? No, no. <laughs> You know what? Everyone, there's like a bunch, like Gavin's upstairs. Yeah. Gavin's, Gavin's the man responsible for the latest PCB. Um, and uh, so there's people and there's other engineering companies and I have like a, a bunch of tools. Everyone kind of has their own tools and there's a common wood shop. Oh, that's cool. So there's no like shared welding station um, because there's more people that brought their own here. Then uh, yeah, we I guess we just didn't. It's a common you know. works area instead of a common tool collective. Yeah, okay. yeah, and people like we all rent desks here, so there's a management structure. But like the management structure is two people for like a build a four story building of probably like eighty people. So it's like no one enforces the you know like the way stuff has to look. You know, like you get those like we work. Or something like we work. I feel like is like the Starbucks of co-working. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like everything standardized. There's rules. You know, like there's yeah. There's you, a dress you code. Just, yeah, right. Ish. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> ish. Seems that way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's upstairs. He's doing law. So like, do, like, does that building have a X ship name? Uh no, it's called Industry Lab. Okay. Uh, you know, some a uh, couple MIT grads founded it. I feel like, you know, I feel like ten years ago or five years ago, like ten years ago, like everything lab, like you know, M like the media lab, um, like half the things around here are named something lab. I felt like it was like a, you know, then like startups got to be like something Lee, like Trendly or Bitly or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they started yeah. dropping, you know, valves out of their names. Yeah. Yeah, like we ran out of vowels. Actually, and I think now we're going through a long name trend. Like Curious Objects is surfing that. I'm sorry, Curious Sound Objects is surfing that. Because it's like, okay, fine, I can type a real phrase in there. <laughs> oh, so that, that is that the name of the the company for Biddy? Yeah, okay. yeah. I guess we're, we're uh, making our way all the way back to Biddy, right? Yes. We are, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I'm rowing this pirate ship back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, yeah, let's... Okay, let's, so okay. we got up to five years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a two and a half year gap now to get yeah, the video. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, pirate ship... Uh, a uh, bunch of people doing a bunch of different weird shit, sleeping there, like having parties, kind of. Uh, mostly drinking while playing Warcraft at night um, and smoking cigarettes, you know. Um, the uh, There's a few people in there that were, were making their own synths. Um, uh, Noah Vodder is an interesting uh, example. Uh, he's a good friend. He actually helped with a little bit of... He wrote the compressor code for the biddy. Um, he was making, he was at the media lab and then he graduated, but like while we were still there, he was making these like exertion instruments. Like he wanted to make, uh, a portable instrument, like a guitar that was as loud as a guitar. <coughs> I'm dying. <laughs> um, 
uh, that, as loud as a guitar, and uh, that didn't need any batteries. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's like it, yeah, if you if he's got his own YouTube channel and stuff, like I think it's called DIY DSP or something. I, I actually, I'm sure it's called DIY DSP. Uh, so he was making these like variety of shapes, but some of them were like tubes, and you would uh, row row them. Uh, like you, uh, or like like you bow them, mm-hmm. and it um, would resonate or something. Exactly. So he figured out how to use the least amount of power to uh, to actually to he figured out how to generate uh enough power to boot a microcontroller in less than six six uh, milliseconds, power on a synth engine, and then pump it through speakers that would resonate loudly enough in that cavity for you to like play instruments. Like kind of like a trumpet type of synth, uh, um, not sound, but like a, um, you know interaction model. Like you had four four keyboard buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so I like I met people like that, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's making like a computer that boots like in like latency free like real time. Power is a synth engine and like sounds loud. You know, like all of those things were like foreign to me. So that inspired you to build your own thing then? Yeah, that inspired me to take that class. Like, so, you know, I learned a little bit from him and from other people around me, but, I, you know, I needed to, like, up my, up my game. And uh, my wife had taken the class, and she was more of an artist, and she took the class the year before, and so I took it. And then at the very end of that class, actually, if you Google AS220 Nick Chelyapov, you'll see my, all of my homework from that class. I, I, I want to grade it right now. When when you say that Sweet. class, I think I think we were talking about that before we started recording. Uh, which which class was that? Oh, okay. Uh, there's a there's a class at MIT called Make Almost Anything, and Neil Gershenfeld is the guy that teaches that class, and he teaches something like 14 people a semester or a year. So you know, 14 people at MIT get to take it every year. So he decided to syndicate that class. I don't know if he'd like that word, but basically he created a thing called fab academy which is 200 something um fab labs across the world that basically go through the same curriculum um he teaches it via video um for three hours every wednesday morning i think but anyway he teaches it three hours a week for over video and then you get two or three days per week with a local teacher and you go through one week. It's like MIT shotgun style. One week CNC, uh, one week 3D printing, one week laser cutting, one week uh, CNC. The assignment for that is make something big. Then you get like casting and molding and networking. Like you have to get your computer to talk to an embedded device. Um, it's crazy. It was like getting hit on the head every week, but it was also like really, really fun. So it was that class. Yeah. And like, if if you're, uh, are you looking at my homework? <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks okay. It looks okay. It looks okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. So, so this class kind of gave you, uh, I guess, a kick in the ass, or in a way, like the 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 um, the firepower to go and do your own thing, right? 
Yeah, you know, so like as a graphics guy, I, I played around with 3D stuff, like even in high school, but all of a sudden we're 3D printing things, and I'm like, okay, hey, I can, I know some 3D modeling tools, like that part was pretty easy, laser cutting stuff was pretty easy, because I can like kind of think in 3D and, you know, use, use vector, you know, use drawing tools, mm. um, but the, the board design was a whole new, like Eagle was a dumbfounding. Plus, I think the Eagle UI sucked back then, and I got a lot of... So, Stephen and I argued just last night about this. So oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm sorry to no, it's someone okay. it's of okay. you. Well, okay, but, 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 okay, look, quick tangent. If, if you're yeah. used to graphics design software, then Eagle mm -hmm. is probably a giant pain in the ass uh, because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't play by the same rules. Correct. Yeah. So the, yeah. The, Correct. Uh, so it's still usable. It's just the button clicks don't do what you would expect them to if you come from that world. Yeah. It, yeah. Because I because you know I come from the other side, which is CAD software, drawing stuff in two D. And so when I started using Eagle, I'm like, oh, this is just like Autodesk 2000. And yeah, everything, okay. all the button commands. Now now I go use like Photoshop. I'm like. This doesn't make any sense. Mm. You're, you're, I, 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 I saw a fuck almost come out of your mouth. <laughs> I just fucking don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a different language. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's what le the left mouse button or the right mouse button does. Man, yeah. It's the, yeah, right. It's the mice. It's the mouse button. Mice, mice buttons. <laughs> Yeah, the right click doesn't. Yeah, man. Okay, but it's fine. It works. It, yeah, and now it looks really sophisticated. It's just new paint on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Gavin designed this board in Eagle, and he looks like super proficient. So you know, I can't hate. Like it's just. I I'm a at the opinion of you use the tool that you're good at. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you know, it's like you guess you see people get into like debates about like what camera should I buy. You know, and like I've been down that rabbit hole too, but really it's, you know, it's the one you use. It's the one you use. Yep. So, uh, yeah, back to the bitty again. Oh yeah. You know, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Parker, do you have that, uh, my page loaded? Your, your homepage? Yeah, no, no, the AS220 Nick Chelyapov. No, I don't have that open anymore. Okay, never mind. Uh, I basically, the, the short version is at the end of that class. Like, I'd made a soundy, synthy thing. Um, I, I had, you know, my friends from the pirate ship and some new friends in this in this new space. Um, you know, I, I got to know a few uh, people that m made, you know, these kind of things. And I was like, let's have a show. You know, I like, I got, it was kind of because my wife is at, had asked me, like, I think she planted the seed and it was like some time, it was like a year or two later. They're like, I'm like, yeah, you know, like all this advertising type stuff is like, uh, it's just not fulfilling. I'm like, let me put this thing I made and some other things my friends made into a show and let's call that show Curious Sound Objects. And that's how that whole thing was born. And there's there were four four shows eventually, but you know I was thinking like okay because like most of the time all of the stuff that we make is sort of in this like uh, workbench like science science fair environment. Yeah, it's just a mess of wires, parts, stuff everywhere. 
I've seen I've yeah. seen Steven's workbench. Hey, come on. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> right. I'm looking I mean, at your you workbench could... right now and it's exactly <laughs> what you just described. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so is mine. Like, I have, like, this external GPU box I built, but, like, I left the cover off because I couldn't fit the wires inside. And, like, you know, it's like... Yeah, I, like, I have, like, a fan. I have a loose fan, like, to the left of it, like, cooling it off because I couldn't find it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, course, yeah. my favorite was the... It was the last project we did before Steven moved up to Colorado, and it was that synthesizer. And it was a single-board synthesizer... But like, we had to do some mods and stuff to it, and oh, he's gonna go get it right now. The inside Sweet. of it is just horrendous to look at. Mm. The outside, mm. I love how it looks. It's, oh, no, yeah. it's amazing. It's absolutely, yeah, here it's absolutely beautiful. The outside looks kind of and then yeah, you look in the inside, and it's just and like the a inside, horror show. <laughs> the, the inside oh is but it works. is a nightmare. Oh, it totally works. It, yeah, yeah, it's a nest. Yeah, I bet if you leave it outside, you'll get like a bird. Uh, yeah, no, it already has it already has a couple in there. And the thing is, I bet you if you organize all that wiring, it would sound different. It wouldn't sound as good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, no, the magic is is the rat's nest of wiring. Is that what you're yes. telling me? Yeah. And maybe, and the fact that the boards are not screwed yeah. in, they're just floating in free space. Oh yeah. Yeah. It adds harmonics, man. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like there's like some impedance or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that should be the name of this uh, this podcast. Some impedance or whatever. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. But like, I, I agree. The front of that looks awesome. It's got the the like tape the the label machine. Oh yeah, the emboss the embossing label machine. Yeah, I bought one yeah. specifically for this project because I looked at when we were making this project. I was like, that's just perfect for what we're doing here. Yeah. And you, and you could have gotten the like fancy new one that like prints flat like black text on white stickers, but no, no, you had like that. That's the one. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the 3D one, like you can read it. It's also you know like you could, like you could find it in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> for all those times when, <laughs> for all those night synth jazz odysseys that I go on. <laughs> 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 I love it. All right, so you uh, started designing the biddy and that kind of stuff. What made you go to Kickstarter? Yeah, like, uh, you, surprise, there's like, a Kickstarter. <laughs> no, no, well, no, it's like you decided I want to sell lots of these to people. When was that uh, moment? Oh, uh, it's, it's one hmm. thing like, you know, Steve and I built a synthesizer. We would never take that Kickstarter. So what made you go like I I want to take this and have other people enjoy it? Uh uh, uh you know what? I uh I missed um hmm. Can I go on a back tangent? Oh totally. Uh the uh the pirate ship so I, I grew up like I'm I'm Russian even like when I was a kid in like the Soviet Union. By the way, we had to like sit on our desks with our like elbows touching our fingers, and you raise your arm like this, and you write with cur in pen and cursive in first grade. It was fucking crazy. Um, I don't know if that's relevant. Anyway, I moved to like the U.S. in California, and you get your pencil and you get your big ass line with a dash down the middle, and you can like you know. Anyway, uh, but oh right, why did I bring up the whole? It's like yeah, I had a piano teacher back then, 
And then I had a piano teacher when I was a kid here. And I quit in eighth grade when she got to music theory because, like, it wasn't that much fun. Um, so, like, I, I kind of didn't touch music again until I moved to Cambridge and until I moved to the pirate ship. And there was a synth night where people would bring their DIY synths or whatever synths or, like, software, you know, like, super collider stuff and, like, all sorts of, like, uh, open, open music labs is here. So, like, someone would bring, like, a Zox box, which is, like, a... 303 um re remake or like like one to anyway whatever uh and so we would play music we would drink beer and we'd play music sometimes to like one or three or six in the morning and like that group like wall of sound like it was kind of it was magical it was like it was like half music and half like fire dance you know burning man with synthesizers yeah, and it's like mostly guys, like sometimes girls would come by, like we would just go sometimes we put like two thousand and one or like Blade Runner on the wall and like rescore it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. That's so great. It was Yeah, like I used to live, it was Wednesday night. I like I would live for that. Like I would look forward to every every you know, and that that was amazing. And and so yeah, and so then I took that class, and I was like, hey, let's have an art show of the stuff everyone's making, and, like, let's have a proper art show, like, put it on a pedestal, hide the electronics, so, like, there's only the thing you interact with, like, either it's knobs or, like, or even a, a banana or, or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like how it went from, like, normal interface things, like knobs, and then fruit. it just went from that to a fruit. <laughs> a fruit. A fruit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, impedance or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's great. Uh, yeah, one guy, my favorite thing. In the so how did, how did, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm going to get into this, is how did the banana, how did that work? Uh, did you eat it? Did you touch it or, yeah. No, uh, one of the guys well, that As it made... sat there and ripened, it, it influenced the sound. <laughs> no, no, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Giving away gold ideas here, Parker. It's gold. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I hope I hope you make that. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what the thing about bananas because you always buy them when they're slightly green because you're like, oh yeah, yeah they're going to last longer. The moment you get home and you like you turn away and you turn back to them, they're like brown and splotched and nasty. I yeah. I like them like that. They taste better that way. They intensify. You are one sick motherfucker. <laughs> They're so good. So uh, apparently underripe bananas will make you constipated and overripe bananas have the opposite effect. They're like, it's like X-lax. So there's some like Goldilocks area right in between that keeps you regular. I, I you know, it's, but I you can't never cause... get there. It's like Schroeder's banana. <laughs> Schroeder's banana. You're either constipated <laughs> you can never or get them not. When they're perfect. <laughs> and you'll never know until you eat it. <laughs> yeah you open it yeah yeah you're right it's like it goes it's instant like you yeah you t turn around so listeners oh. if you have a method to make sure the bananas stay at the perfect rightness let us know on twitter hmm. <laughs> yeah it could be some like weird thing like put it in a brown paper bag like something i would like roll my eyes on and like it actually works or put an onion next to it or something like that. Something mm, weird. Mm, yeah. I, there's mm. there's some trick. I'm sure it's gone through my Facebook feed. 
these cool fruit hacks will save your life or something like that, you know? This um, one I, weird trick will make grocers mad. Yeah, that's it. That's some fruity clickbait right there. <laughs> okay, where were we? Bananas in art galleries, right? With electronics. Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought of uh, some clickbait stuff uh, for the biddy. Teachers hate this one new toy or this one music toy. Yeah. Teachers hate something. Or researchers in Cambridge hack this keychain. <laughs> you won't believe the sound that comes out of button three. Yeah, that, I actually like that yeah. one a lot. That's really. <laughs> I, I would click that link. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling myself a researcher in Cambridge. <laughs> Stretch it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, researchers in Cambridge figure out how to uh, shrink an air horn into your pocket. And, and so the picture would be like a guy on a bike stuffing a giant air horn into his like jeans pocket. No. No, okay. Not that one. Okay, I, One out of three. Not that. The middle one. <laughs> so, so the bitty. Um, yeah. So you came up with this idea. And how long did it take you to like prototype it and iterate through the design process because i mean that's where you 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 really wanted to make sure the product felt really good yeah yeah uh the the biddy had a, a half a half precursor uh do you guys remember the laser keychains from the 80s the little like beer, 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 that kind of thing i had a yak back that that era like same genre of toy uh, this one didn't. Rec anyway, there was a. The, I, I, the very, very first Curious Sound Objects product was a that laser keychain, which had a few little buttons. It looked like a car key fob. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I opened it up and basically made a circuit bending kit for it, so you could replace a resistor with a pot, and so you could change the speed of the playback. Okay. And like you can see it on the website, it's called Patient Alpha or something. That, anyway, I made a yeah. That, that's a uh, term I haven't heard in a long time. Is circuit bending? Yeah, yeah. Like I just you know because I took this class and and, and I had friends around me and they're like one of them uh, actually is like dude lick your finger and while you're playing it move your finger around the circuit board until something like squawks, and then you know that's how you can bend something, and that <laughs> that wouldn't have occurred to me. But that's how that whole thing was born. And it was a kit with, that came with the original keychain that basically let you, like, speed up or slow down the laser noises. And then that was in December. And then in January, I'm like, okay, well, that's fun. But it would be cool to have a thing that you can load, you know, fully customize, custom sounds, custom software. And so that's where Biddy came from. It was like, okay, that little pocket thing is cool. Let's make it a little bit bigger. Let's play it. Yeah. Cool. So, so I guess this is what. Oh, go ahead, Steven. Well, no, I'm just curious. Like, okay, so you you went from, you know, licking your finger and hacking someone else's, you know, device to creating your own. So, what's under the hood, and how did you choose, what like what all goes into it? So, like after that, like I started with what I knew, which is basically Arduino's. Um, and I found a library uh, called uh, called the Mozzie Library, which is just like s stellar. Uh, this one, uh, uh, this man named Tim Barris, or uh, or he's in um, Australia. I think he and his brother created it, and it's based on some Open Music Lab stuff. They basically figured out how to uh, 
ditch all of the timings on the like in the Arduino library mm -hmm. um, and use two pins as an output. Basically, like kind of having a two-pin DAC straight from an Arduino. Like a kind of a PWM architecture thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, a PWM like summing through some like resistors and stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't know if summing's exact is no, it, you, you're you know. correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that Mozzie library comes with a bunch of sketches that has all sorts of amazing stuff. And I started playing around with that and on a regular Arduino and then I'm like, okay, I I can build a toy here. So I took a nano or uh yeah, the nano, mm -hmm. which is like, I don't know a centimeter and a half by like three or something, four. I stuck it on a, like a Raspberry Pi form, like proto board. You know, it just, I had some stuff lying around. I tore apart a Bluetooth speaker, like, you know, like a mini one that had a, a speaker similar to the one there, but it was paper. Like this, the one on the biddy's aluminum, just so it's like safe. The, actually, it's one of the most expensive components on the damn thing. Um, the, uh, so I tore apart a Bluetooth speaker. I stuck it to a, you know, proto board. I stuck a, a nano on the back. I stuck some buttons on the front, the speaker and the knobs. And like, it looks a lot like you get, you, you, I'll, I'll send you guys a picture. I don't know. It is like, it basically looks like the duct tape version of the bitty, like vertical. It's a little bit bigger. It's like three inches by four inches. But uh, I put some stuff on there. I'm like, hey, let me get... Because I also, you know, like, just being in, like, entertainment advertising type stuff, like, I was just into sound design kind of, like, by, you know, like, it's just one of those things I've... And also, like, doing all of the music playing. Like, I made some samples that I thought sounded good together, stuck it on this thing, and I'm like, holy shit, like, now I have a drum machine in my... It was like press a button, you get a sound. Press another button, you get another sound. Like use the knob to pitch it, and that's it. And all of a sudden, like oh dang, like there it is. Um, and that was the extent of my heart, like my personal hardware abilities. You know, I love that. So I, I love I, that because it seems like it's a story of like discovery as opposed to like rigid uh specification saying like i want it to do xyz therefore i designed two xyz it sounds more like you were kind of like oh i can add this thing let's see what it does you know it's true yeah uh yeah some of the mechanics in there are like yeah some of the mechanics in there are results of accidents like i'm pressing the snare but uh it's looping because I copy pasted some code. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I like found some code that let me like move the the out point of the sample, you know? So instead of like having like a, a like a lot of electronic music gear like snaps you to a grid like pretty specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean not in the modular world, but like in the kind of like uh um anyway, so I, I you know, I'm playing a snare and it and it and it just starts to loop and so what if i move the out point and all of a sudden it's like looping faster and so i can kind of like dial in a rhythm just by moving the out point of the snare rather than messing with a metronome or something um that's an accident that happened in the very first one that's like still in some of the code because it's fun you could almost do like a paradiddle it's like you know what i mean and like few drum like few drum machines that you buy can can like work that way um, anyway, I'm proud of that particular feature. It's like uh, Bob Ross and Code. Happy little Code, happy little bug, right? 
happy little bug. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, actually, can can we uh, walk a little bit through the kind of user interface because it's this device is unique. I guess uh, you sort of described it earlier, but but you hold it in one hand and it has is it four or is it six buttons? I th- I think it's four, right? It's it's four like official buttons, yeah. you know. It's two by two big, you know, like thumb size uh, clicky buttons. Uh-huh. Um, underneath it are these two little tiny like function buttons. Okay. So like I don't expect anybody to press them, like to trick. You know, they're they're meant to be function buttons. So like in some they're not they're not meant for performance. In other words. Yeah, like you 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 do it to like dial in a tempo. Oh, okay. Or, like, set the root note of something. Sure. Uh, like, a lot of people, you know, like, the pocket operator comes up, and, and the pocket operator is, uh, you guys both know. I'm guessing Steven knows about the pocket operator. I, I have to admit I don't. You know Teenage Engineering, the, like, Swedish company that makes these, like, beautiful synths? They're, like... Oh, yes. I know this company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They make, uh, um... They look like cal- like old school calculators, Stephen, but yeah. they're like PCBs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're ma- the ones. That, they're sorry. making a game thing now. It's weird. Anyways, go on. Yeah, yeah, the game thing. They just. I think they did that as a uh, panic. Panic Software is making that game thing. They That's did correct. the industrial design. It's very much like their style. Anyway, actually, I like. Without even like getting into them specifically, like a lot of other uh, instruments um, have you like sequence stuff into a grid, mm-hmm. for example, like or a drum machine specifically have you like sequence stuff. Um, I uh, because there's not enough buttons and because of the way the sort of like this experimental stuff or like the sort of exploration process happen, like you end up playing these things more. You can't really like type like tap stuff into it and walk away which is like i think a feature of most uh electronic instruments and i think that also makes one kind of like you know like i i I tap some stuff into a synth or a sequencer or whatever and i'm like oh that sounds good i'm gonna leave it and then like plays for the next like 15 minutes (laughs) that's great (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, and the like the scary thing is to like keep playing something, you know. Like if you if you're like jamming, like to kind of keep playing, and so like part of the kind of like uh, spirit of this of the bitty situation is it gives you some stuff that's locked into a rhythm that you can change, but you have to hold it down. It gives you some stuff that, like, you can kind of, like, really, like, go bonkers. Like, some one-shot stuff. Like, you press a button. It just makes that one sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you some stuff where you get to kind of, like, really go wild with the rhythm. You know, like, with, like move away from the beat or move, like, behind or in front of the beat. Like, in front or behind the beat. Um, it's like a... It's a... It's a... Man, I wish I could, like, send some to you guys. You could play them, like, right now. We could play them together. Oh, you know, I, I would what we love can do is yeah. you can send us some stuff and we can play at another time. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's, that'd do, be let's, do, let's do like a crazy performance. That would be tons of fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we can uh, actually we'll record the Hangout so we actually have video. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm totally down. I'm in. Yeah. I'm totally... Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, I mean, Macrofab's gonna have a bunch, so, uh, you know. <laughs> well, okay, okay, so... Uh, we we sort of got off onto another of like 500 tangents that we've been doing. So so four buttons and two potentiometers and a speaker is is kind of what's yeah. on this. So the four buttons are yeah. kind of like performance triggers, effectively, right? That yeah. that, that access yeah. samples or or other aspects of the thing. And then the two knobs are they fixed or are they something that changes based off of what mode you're in? Like what do they do? Uh, loosely speaking, the left knob is time and the right knob is pitch. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to maintain that convention. Like, there's some, uh, there's some rhythmic, like, drum sketches. I still don't know whether to call them sketches or patches or sound packs. You know, like, people... Oh, when, if you upload new things to it? Yeah, because in Arduino, they're called a sketch. Um, in like a lot of music world, you know, they're called patches cause either like modular or like max or PD or whatever. Um, they're called patches. Um, sound packs make sense to people because like you upload some new sounds to it. So, right. Yeah. Like if you have a, if you have a pack of drum samples, uh, that's, that's used a bit in the recording world, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're kind of spanning across different styles of, of audio production. Yeah, I haven't figured it out yet. You know, we're right. You're like, hey, download my new sample, you know, my, my new sample pack or sound pack. Like a lot of like less nerdy music producers. That's like they know that more than a patch or a sketch. But I like calling them sketches because that's fuck it. Whatever. I don't know. I'm sorry. One more, <laughs> one, one more tangent for you, sirs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, so so actually, uh, let me yeah. uh, if if you're if you're alright, let me let me go ahead and just call out these specifications just to give a little bit more detail on what yes, what this yes, thing sir. can do. So, the Biddy can output sine waves, square waves, saw waves, triangle waves, and noise. Right? Uh -huh. uh, it isn't that all noise. Uh, I guess noise would, in this case, be like white noise or pink noise. Which okay. Is well, it's yeah, it's it's banned with limited, yeah. random digital noise, right? Because that okay. is what the okay. Arduino is capable of. Uh, so then it also has sample playback, so you could load a sample into it. I guess you could load a sample yeah. pack, right? <laughs> and uh, and yeah. play that back. So up to what, sixteen kilohertz? Sixteen kilohertz. Okay, so it also yeah. has polyphony. So nice, nice guess. Uh, four voices. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see here. With up to sixteen voices possible. With pro I think pro so. probably some. Uh, if if you write your sketches really nicely, you can get up to sixteen, right? Yeah, I've gotten eight, no problem. Mm -hmm. Like so, I I don't know. I I think sixteen is possible. You know, if it's like really. Um, there's there's like envelopes and stuff, um, like you can get like an attack decay, uh, sustained release. That's 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 part of the Mozzie library. Yeah. Um, you know that that stuff. Like you know, there's some stuff that adds like CPU stuff, but like um, I, I think 16 is possible. Like I, I, it doesn't even feel like it's maxed out at eight. Sure, and 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 like I was saying, I, I bet you if you really optimize your code, you can squeeze a handful more out. Uh, yeah, especially if you, right. yeah, if if you sort of begin to ignore some of the Arduino overhead, you can usually get a couple more clocks out of it. Um, 
So you also have yeah. the ability to do filtering, right? Low pass, high pass, band pass, and notch filtering. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. uh, patterns and arpeggiation for all of that. So that's all pretty impressive to hammer into a single Arduino. You know, I, I got to hand it to them. The Mozzie library is like what made most of this possible. Like the the the... I would like the patterns and the arpeggiation is probably like the like really the stuff I've added on top personally. Mm-hmm. Like most of the other stuff like came already available. Um the like the mechanics of the 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 instrument, you know, cuz like a, as a like design UI UX kind of like th- person, um I and kind of as a, like a kind of uh, you know a, a musician. It's it's hard to call myself a musician. Well, whatever. As a music player, uh, I'm like, how do I get four buttons to give me stuff that I want? And so like, okay, so like the drums, we kind of get it. Like some buttons, you, it repeats a pattern, and you can cycle through the patterns with the knob. Um, I've just gotten you know writing back to an array, so you can record a a pattern um i was very proud of myself for that one <laughs> it was also way easier than i thought <laughs> uh like 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 looping like looping a sequence like a quantized sequence all i had to do was was make an array and, and write to it you know um uh lo- like i think looping like loose looping like if somebody wants to be like ta 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 um i would have to like store the time intervals between them and you know, I, I might be able to do that eventually. Um, That's two arrays, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the 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 Mozzie library ditches a lot of the like native uh, Arduino timing stuff, mm-hmm. so I have to like use some other. So I'm I'm just imagining like a loose loop because in normal C code you do do like while, but this mm-hmm. would be like whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> can we can we make a whatever function? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, so, so yeah. um, I'm I'm actually kind of curious. The knob that controls, you said one of the knob controls time, right? Um, and and yeah. one controls pitch. Is that is yeah. that pitch like continuously available? Like in other words, if you hit a drum yes. and it's ringing out, can you adjust the pitch yes. as it's ringing? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I feel like I just patted myself on the back after a compliment, which is rude, I guess. <laughs> well, no, because, I mean, it's it's easy to read a pot and apply a pitch at the moment of the trigger. Yeah. But to continuously yeah. adjust it, that means you have to have a lot of other things going under the hood. Yeah. And it, it's, you could kind of effectively scratch. You'd be like, you know, as it plays out. Right. And, like... It also starts to alias a lot towards the bottom, of course. Right. You know, so like this thing has, it's kind of like, uh, it sounds like kind of shitty in an amazing way. You know, it's like, uh, like, but you know, shitty who, but like lo-fi, like, like crunchy. Like if, if you slow it down like a lot, a lot, it sounds like a, like a pixel kind of explosion. Like, Almost bit crushed, right? Yeah, bit crushed. There's also an input jack on this thing, which I didn't talk about much at all on the Kickstarter because the input headphone jack is just plugged straight into the micro and (laughs) neither me nor Gavin have ever touched it. 
but it could theoretically <laughs> do like you know crappy real time effects, just like like down sample. So yeah, just dump anything into it and apply yeah. all kinds of crap to it. Yeah, yeah. the The easiest one would be like read every other. You know, the easiest one would be just you know sample it worse. <laughs> but if you could vary that with a knob, like, I would totally cool. name a function in my code sample it worse. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, that's that's great. So, so you you ran a whole Kickstarter for this, and you yeah. got funded, right? Yeah, uh, ended yes. up pulling over eighty k, right? On on yeah. this. Wow, congratulations! That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Eighty point eight eight oh eight. Yeah, you got eight oh eight. That's so great. <laughs> Um, I have a, I have a secret. Yeah, like a, by a friend of mine like pointed out the 808 thing about the funding. I'm like, oh man, that's great. Uh, a guy today uh, wanted to cancel his pledge, and I'm like, hey, I'm really attached to the 808 price. Can I just keep you in the system and refund you via Venmo? And yeah, we did that. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I also kept him in there and he's going to get a bitty. It's going to be kind of awesome. Yeah. But he was like, dude, I really need, I just need the money, man. Like I, 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 I just give him my money back. Like, like I, there, there was a few cancellations and I talked to, like I talk, I try to talk to a lot of the backers because you know, like I want to know who these people are. Um, and I talked to basically almost everyone that canceled. I'm like, Hey, I don't want to try to change your mind or anything. I just, I'm curious why you, you canceled because maybe it'll help me like either make the product better or talk about it better. Uh, and a lot of people said like, Hey, this is like the 5% of the people I canceled. 10% of people bought the, the night mode, the all black mode. Um, so anyway, I have a lot of, a lot of conversations with the people I canceled because I felt, I thought that they they would be the most cure, you know, interesting feedback. Uh, I mean, a couple of people are like, hey, I'm not sure if this is going to be something I'm going to play with like for a couple of days and then just put in a drawer. And so I heard, OK, like maybe there's like a price to utility concern. And so that's when I started making all those videos I posted, like me remaking Old Town Road and stuff like that, like me making real music. Because like the, the teaser video is just like. Blah, 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 yeah, you're you just making noise. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it looks fun. Like, let me get one. Uh, but when I heard people say like, I don't know if I can make real music with it or, you know, that's basically what they said. I'm like, let me, let me demonstrate. Uh, but then a lot of people said, you know what? I like, it just, they're like, I just have, I was drunk at the time and I clicked buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got bills like, Oh, I'm going on a trip. Like, you know, like I love the thing and you know, let me know more about like they were, I, you know, at, at first it was shocking. I'm like, Hey, why are people returning it? But I, um, Anyway, that's a side Kickstarter tangent. So, are after the Kickstarter is fulfilled, are there going to be any available for people to buy? Uh, right now, so uh, I mean, this is macrofab specific. Like getting getting them made, not not crappy, uh, not cheap. Like you know, somewhere else uh, costs more. And so, I think like uh, the the Kickstarter. Uh, and I'd like, you know, I'm happy to do, I would rather get nice units to people on time and pay more for it than, uh, roll the dice and like hope things work out and like keep, you know, keep more of the money. Uh, but I think right now that money will, 
uh, pay for an extra 100 units or so um, and give, uh, you know, maybe like a month or two of like runway in terms of like, you know, I, I don't have to do client work uh, for a month or two. Um, that's where we're at. So I think, yeah, like... So if someone was really interested in buying one of these, where would they go? Oh, uh, the extra 100 units or like the extra 100 pre-order units are on CuriousSoundObjects.com. CuriousSoundObjects.com. Someone could also Google Biddy CSO. CSO is short for Curious Sound Objects. So I, the Kickstarter ended last Wednesday, and on the website, uh, three people have pre-ordered one, and there's a fourth coming. Um, I know just because he messaged me. He's like, hey, I, I got one on Kickstarter. I want to get another one. I'm like, cool. Uh, how, much, uh, how much do they go for? Uh, the early, early birds were 78. The uh middle birds were 88 and quite frankly i kept the 88 ones available the whole time thinking that like the 98 was the the limit to what people would pay um and the night mode was never on sale the night mode is 128 dollars and it, I, it's it's always just going to be 128 dollars because it's matte black it's matte black it's all black and you know that and so some people are like, most people are like, that's ridiculous. And then there's 10% of people who are like, yeah, that one. That's the one I want. <laughs> so you have a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of videos available on uh, the Kickstarter. And there's also some videos on YouTube, right? Yeah, on YouTube. Uh, Instagram is where I probably post the most, like, uh, you know, like, um, frequent. You know, because on Instagram, you can post like a 10-second video. Um it's all curious sound objects, curious sound objects, YouTube, curious sound objects, Instagram, curious sound objects.com. I try to keep it as cute. Facebook too. Uh, the Facebook thing is kind of un- un- neglected. So Nick, one more question before we uh, start wrapping up this podcast is what's okay. the future for either Biddy or curious sound objects or actually your p- projects. Um, like will you make a Biddy two that has six buttons? Um, and nine. three knobs. Nine. Nine. Nine and two. <laughs> uh, or, or 12. Uh, yeah, I'm not... Yes. The, like a bigger bitty? Uh, for sure. Uh, I'm thinking like... I got um, the name for it. The B2. Yeah. Bigger Betty. The B2. There it is. The B2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the... Uh, I think the future... Well... I mean, the whole thing is is like if I if I could make sound toys for a living, like sound toys, music instruments, like I would kind of would die happy. You know, like if if I imagine myself on my deathbed and I'm like, oh, this like website for this movie, like I don't really care, you know, uh, like. But then but your like, your future son or whatever pulls like a string on a toy and he goes, the cow says moo, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you die, right? <laughs> Hall, that's a Hallmark movie 
direct the TV right there. Right, and 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 oh the movie's just called The Cow That Said Moo. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for coming out to the podcast. Thank it was a lot you. of fun. Yeah, and and yeah. and for those who are listening, I understand. Like uh, this stuff is probably really confusing. Go watch the videos; it makes a lot more sense, and it's super cool. So, if you're interested, go pick it up. Uh, look at all of the websites and social media. Curious sound objects, right? Yeah. Wow. I, I I just looked at the time and I can't believe we've been talking for an hour and a half. Like it straight up feels like twenty minutes. For for me, maybe. <laughs> Great. So Nick, did you wanna sign us out of the podcast? Uh yes, sir. Um let's see. Uh that was the <clears throat> that was the macrofab and no, I can't. Uh, oh come on. <clears throat> that that was the macrofab engineering podcast. I was your guest, Nick Chalyapov. And we were your hosts, Parker Dillon. And Stephen Craig. Make some noise later. Take it easy. Blop, 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 blop. Thank you, yes, you, our listener, for downloading our show. If you have a cool idea, project, or topic, let Stephen and I know. Tweet us at MacFab at Longhorn Engineer with no O's or at Analog ENG or email us at podcast at MacFab.com. Also, check out our Slack channel. You can find the Slack channel in our podcast notes or on our website at you know MacFab.com. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast yet, click that subscribe button. That way you get the latest episode right when it releases. And please review us. Please, please, please review us wherever you listen. As it helps the show stay visible and helps new listeners find us. We need more listeners.